Right, welcome back to the 4-4 Who podcast today. Um, we've just come off the back of watching Leeds and Manchester United. As the Man U fan, what do you think, uh, Corey? Or um, to be honest, just basics, really. We should have we should have bet Leeds 4-0, should be more, to be honest. Should have bet on Leeds to win 4-0. <laughs> should, should have bet Leeds. <laughs> but we got the job done. Um, still not convincing it back at all. I mean, <laughs> end of the day, it's a pre. Obviously, I'm a Leeds fan. It's a pre-season fixture. I couldn't care less about the result. The only thing I am slightly pissed off about is that Phil Jones got. But yeah, <laughs> but in, it's it's a pointless result. It's in Australia. It's bloody probably like 35 degrees or something. So you can't really read much into the result. And the teams are, you know, light years away from each other in terms of quality. So kind of just expected that really. Le- Leeds took 85,000 fans from Leeds postcodes as well to Australia. So it's a good turnout. For Fans, not bad. Yeah. bad. 6,000. No, 85,000. I've seen that uh, reports on Twitter from Leeds fans. It's it's good for money as well. I think you know, Leeds have. You know, it's good tourism. <laughs> so, coming on to what well, both teams really need improvement, don't they? Yeah, so like, obviously, losing Janssen, we could do with centre half. United could. United could have done with centre half for the past five, ten years. Ten years, yeah. Since, since Japstam. Since Vidic. Yeah, Vidic, yeah. So, so. Round up some transfer news, Kieran. Come on, Kieran. Yeah, so the big ones, well, the rumours at the moment is Neymar has officially handed in a transfer request to PSG. Apparently it was done before the Copper America, which he got injured in. Um, so the reports in Spain are that Barca want off a Coutinho, Rakitic and £40 million to get Neymar. I like that. See, I'd take that. I'd be tempted to take that. Because one, you're getting rid of a bad egg. You don't want to play for your club. No. So what is the point? You're just sitting on like a pointless investment. Two, you're getting two ready-made players, so you don't have to go out and spend, worry about spending the money. Both Three. both end players add to that PSG squad. Yeah, exactly. Perfectly. So and also that you don't have to worry about, oh, we're taking in two hundred million or who we're gonna spend on. You're getting Coutinho, Coutinho, Coutinho and Rakitic, and you also still get forty mil, which is always you know, you can never say no to extra money. I think a problem with getting Coutinho is um, he's been at past two clubs he's been at Barcelona and Liverpool. He's kind of been a bad egg there, and he's wanted out of both clubs. So PSG could. Does he doesn't himself. want out of Barcelona. He wants to start Barcelona. He's, uh, he's he's not really doing out of Barcelona. I think if he goes to PSG, I think they'll find the same problem. It needs to be a team where he's going to be the main man. And also, thing where like player swap deals, would Coutinho would Rakitic want to go to like league earn where it's just tin pot league. <laughs> The basic match in Barcelona will walk the league each season, win the cup. Um, oh, at least La Liga's competitive to an extent. He'd fit in though. I feel like style of play is quite slow, isn't it? He's not. He's not like blister and finish racket nah. twice. So he obviously they're losing Rabio. He's pretty much a. Uh, he's better player. Than I'd say he's better. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's better than Rabio. So it's an improvement in one area of the pitch. Obviously, you're losing Neymar, which is a massive blow. But Coutinho would soften up though a little bit. And obviously, you still got Mbappe. So, whilst you still get him on the pitch, he's not exactly crisis yeah, time, is it? Forgot about Mbappe, exactly. actually. <laughs> give it five years, he, he, he'll be ahead of Neymar. That's why Neymar's such a crying little girl. Because Mbappe is better. <laughs> that was the worst way to describe someone I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I think he's honestly made a mistake. He's wanted out of Messi's shadow. It hasn't worked in PSG, and he's realised that going back to Barca is a step he needs in his. Career well, I think he'll, if he goes back to Barca, I think he'll finish his career there. I can't no, see him. I think he'll finish it at Santos. Oh yeah, he'll probably he'll go. go back yeah, they'll probably go back for a year. But like I can see, if he goes back to Barca, that'll be his team now in at yes. least in Europe till he finishes. 
I can see him going to Italy. I think he'll go to. I, I can just see Neymar and Milan shirt into our AC before he goes back to. Brazil. I don't know. He's like Ronaldo, doesn't he? He wants a ready-made team where he can just walk the league. Yeah, so I, he'd probably go to Juventus once Ronaldo. Uh, can't he's... call him Juventus anymore. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, Piemonte yeah. Calcio. Yeah. Yeah. Piemonte Calcio. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the thing with Coutinho is apparently there's also a rumor that he's going on loan back to Liverpool for two years, which will equal an 88 million um, payment at the end of it. So that's all for us. The Coutinho are actually shorting the lab window. Dembele has been rumoured in that deal, but Dembele does not want to leave. How old is Coutinho? I actually 27, 28. So it'd be, yeah. 28, 26 maybe. Prime. Yeah, prime. Yeah, at the end of a two-year loan spell, this is going to be close to 30. So yeah, and then you're going to want to pay 88 or whatever it is for him. And also, like, Coutinho, Liverpool fans even want him back. The Dawn. I love girl. The Dawn. <laughs> yeah. He's left, he's Judas. But I think if he goes back and he brings something to the team, like they can rest Salah, they can rest Firmino, they can rest Mane. Which I think yeah. their, their biggest issue probably is if they lose one player in that attacking front. Mm. I mean, Origi comes. Origi. I'm going to say Origi. Origi comes in and does score goals, but big goals. Is that just fluke? I mean, would he score consistently if he was centre forward? What does that matter? Because he's not going to be consistent in the centre forward. No, no, but I mean, if, I think Coutinho would score consistently more than what. Origi if you think back to when Coutinho was in his prime at Liverpool, like you did, you didn't have. Salah, Firmino, Manny. You had Suarez, who's going to get the goals, and then you. So you're going to have to spread between like four or five players. So I don't think he'd have as good. He'd still be a good player, good signing, wrong. But I don't think he'd be as a good impact as people assume. Yeah, I don't think he'd fit into like the way Liverpool are because you've got Mane, Salah, and Firmino. One of them's going to drop out for Coutinho, and then you've still got Shakiri and Origi as well on the bench, and you've got. Dominic Sonny's got a bomb. That was actually, yeah. um, what's the other one called? Storage. It's very deep in the league. No, he's actually looking for his dog. Um, Found you've, got, you've got Harry Wilson and Ben Woodburn as well. I don't know if they're going to go on loan, but they're young prospects which Liverpool can have rather than just spending eight, eight I mean, million on Coutinho. It's a good headache to have if you club, though. Mm. I'd rather be worried about, ooh, am I going to drop Coutinho or Mane rather than am I bringing a Rigi in or Shikiri? You'd know, rather have Coutinho as a backup plan. But does Coutinho want to be a backup plan? Oh, I don't think uh, any player Well, he is at Barca at the moment, isn't he? So Yeah, if you're going to be a backup plan at Barca, why not go to Liverpool and do it where everyone loves you? I can, to, to round that up, I can see Neymar not going to Barca. I can see Coutinho staying. Um, what will happen to Neymar then? I've, I, I don't know because I don't. Yeah, I, don't Madrid, yeah. Look after his sister, babysitter. Um, you can hear that in the background. No, I don't know because Madrid can't. I don't think Madrid can afford him. They probably could because Uncle Perez has all the money in the world, doesn't he? But maybe yeah, you can't bring in a hazard and then a name. Yeah, I don't think yeah. the FIFA fair play will not because they haven't sold anyone. They sold Ronaldo last season. That's probably being put back. Yeah, that's being put back. So I, I, I don't know. I can see that one just dragging out to the last day. Maybe a panic coming in, but. Um, Confirmed is tribute to Atletico Madrid for 25 mil. See, I really like this signing. I don't know what you think. I'm looking at Kieran, he doesn't look like he agrees with me. No, I do. I think, I think, I think it's good. I feel like, like I said, off the pod, it's low risk, potentially high reward. Like, they've had Juan Fran at right back and then Arias. Not really world beaters. And 25 million, when you think about what that gets you nowadays, that gets you Nothing, is it? a lower league, lower half of the Prem player. That's a 
World Cup semi-finalist, Champions League finalist. I don't know if he played in it, but he still got there as part of the, as yeah. part of the team. Twenty-five million, I think. Snap your hands off. I think it's a good signing, yeah. For twenty-five million, it's cheap as chips, but would expensive <laughs> chips are. <laughs> well, in terms of today's market, but like Trippier, can he fit into Spanish football? Is that is that something yeah, he's I capable think, of doing? I, think, I don't think he's been the same since the World Cup two thousand eighteen. I think Aurier's overtook him. Also, I to be honest, last year Trippier like, had a massive decline from when his highs at the World Cup, and then last year just declined massively. Yeah, it's probably. I think Spurs have got the better end of the deal. Twenty-five mil for a decline really? fullback. Is he but, declining or is he just had a bad season? I think, well, oh, I don't know. expecting too much because yeah, he's maybe. got a free kick in a World Cup. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. I he, think the, I think this transfer is going to be one that sparks more English players going abroad. Obviously, you've got the likes of. Uh, Sancho over at Dortmund, Everton are selling um, Luckman. Is, is he English? Yeah, yeah. He's just gone. He's been on loan at Leipzig. So you've got Luckman. Uh, Trippier's gone, and it just I think it's it, it's good. It, it'll be a good move for youngsters because they're seeing an established player moving abroad, happy happily moving abroad to test themselves in a different league. Which if Trippier is in Gareth Southgate's next squad, I think after a couple of months in the league, it's only going to improve him because he's. He's playing a different dynamic of football and he's got more behind him than what he would just in the Prem. Um, plus, obviously, Harry, this is going to counteract what you said. You, did you, is it, you said he wouldn't adjust to Spanish football. I don't think he's adaptable to Spanish If you think of Atletico Madrid, they are the closest to an English team you will get in the league. Like, not, they don't go out and play you know, like Madrid and Barcelona. They just yeah. open up the space. They are so defensive. Like That's what uh, Pochettino, <laughs> Simeone does. So, obviously, he's going to come in. He's pretty much a straight swap for whoever's playing right back. And he's... He's a good defender as well as going forward. So, and you're going to get a lot. Of, as you see in Spain, you get a lot of fouls because obviously they're very theatrical. So, if you're putting him on the on a dead ball anywhere, I'd back him to put in a, a worldly deliver at least yeah. know, one every two times. So, I feel like it's a pretty safe bet for him. See, I don't even think like Trippier is a good defender. I think he's better going forward, and that kind of really contradicts with Atletico's system and part of the boss pretty much every game. He's just he's better. He's an attacking fullback. And for me, he can't defend. Yes, he can. I know. I think you're. I think you're giving Atletico a lot more like discredit than. No, you I think Simeone will turn him into a good defender because it's Simeone. They are an attractive team to watch. They are defensive. They're just attractive. so different to Madrid and Barca that people assume the worst, but they're just they're just solid. Like yeah. they, they always concede like the lowest, some of the lowest goals in the league. And he's going to go and learn from one of the. Simeone was a defender himself, so he's going to go in there and be able to teach him one on one. So yeah. I think with Trippier, though, he's, he's been one of them players at Tottenham where Pochettino's tried to make Tottenham play a different way of English players. So he's tried to bring this flair football. I think Trippier is one of them players who's not fully adapted to like how he'd expect him to. And he's declining as well. He's about 28, 29 years old. And, well, that's my counter-argument for you, Liam. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't feel like he's adaptable to playing that Simeone style of football as people think he might be. Yeah, so um, on the topic of English defenders and um, transfers, yeah, Harry Maguire, obviously being consistently linked with moves away and in what values of excess of 70, 75, 75 depending on the place you're looking at. More than Delict. And obviously, yeah, good point, more than Delict, who obviously doesn't take a genius to work out which is the better defender. <laughs> Bearing in mind, you've got to take the age into context. Unless you're Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. No, is it Mark Goldberg? Mark Goldberg. Goldberg. Unless you're him. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> Mark Goldberg. Unless you're him, who thinks that Maguire is one of the top 10 defenders in the world, but there's about 15 who you can 
Make sure it's Goldbridge, not Goldberg, because Goldberg's just had um, just fair form Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right. not. I'm not calling out the Goldbridge, whoever he is, on wrestling. But yeah, so 75 mils being rumored to quite conveniently Man United. Oh God! If you'd like to expand on your thoughts on that, um, do I want Home Maguire? No, because in back of my head, I just have flashbacks of him turning to Phil Jones inside three years. Um, but would you have him for less of a price? Oh, for like fifty million pound, I'd take it. But eighty mil is so expensive for him, guy. Quite convenient you asked that. That say that. So I've done a little because obviously you constantly see the argument of like, oh. 85, 80 mil per hour, way too much, all that stuff. And it's like, okay, fair enough, take it face value. does seem very expensive for a, for a player who, I know, what has he won? Did he win the Premier League? No, he no. signed after, didn't he? Oh, so exactly, he's won nothing, right? So, for example, <laughs> for example in 2019, I used Man United because obviously that's the destination meant to go in. They finished sixth. Great. Um, in terms of the prize money from TV, uh, prize money for obviously where they finish competition and equal share is which is what just every club gets the same amount. Um, they generated 139 million. Okay, 2010, Man United finished four places higher at second. All they generated was 52 million from income, so that's like almost a 80 million less in the space of nine years. It's a Harry Maguire loss, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at the most expensive transfer in that summer, was David Villa 40 million to Barcelona in 2010, yeah. Great, great. So, of Harry Maguire, 80 million. Yeah. Considering they took in 139 million, that would only be 57% of their revenue that they'd be spending. Forget about anything else, transfers and stuff. But if you look at David V, which was 40 million, that would have been 76% of their revenue. So when you look at like that, 80 million for Harry Maguire isn't that bad because they're taking in a lot more money now. So they're able to, you know, spend more but also clubs know they're making that much more so they're like right we want an extra 50 million than, we would, than if we would have wanted it 10 years ago because they know you've got the money credit to to working that out in your head straight away thank you uh, no but um, <laughs> I was just going to say um, David V yeah 76% of what revenue Barcelona made but is David V not a much better prospect being added to that Barcelona oh, team than yeah. Harry Maguire is to Man U quite convenient what we're going on to later which I love I think that, uh, David Villa is one of the most underrated players. Yeah. But so I think he's he was well worth that forty million. Using David Villa as a as a reference point, that was simply because he was the most expensive. That, yeah. that thing. I'm forgetting about the quality. forty million was the most expensive in 2010. So obviously that's double. Harry Maguire is two David Villas. God, the I thing mean, is, <laughs> the thing is, though, mate, ten years ago you got prime Cristiano Ronaldo for eighty million. Now you are getting slab head. You're getting prime slab head though. <laughs> getting prime slab head. Who's going to win that? To be fair, Ronaldo probably being there, will he? <laughs> yeah. But I just feel like transfer fees are expensive, but you've got there's so much more now. It's, it's like with anything in regards to football. If you're earning more, you can spend more. But you could say the, you could say the fee's not the issue with the player. Well, I think it's so two, two and two in it. You have to, you have to take the player so, and the fee and look yeah, them together. But 80 million for a player could be good, depending yeah. on the player. But I don't... I think he he, deser- he deserves that price tag off the last two seasons. Like he has been quite consistent, but consistent, but eighty million. That's Van Dyke. No, this is what I'm saying. Van Dyke plus VAT. I think in today's market he does deserve that, but I still don't think 
realistically, you should be going for that much. Also, I think it's harder nowadays for like, so say there's that much money in football, you get that much money from revenue in the Premier League. It's harder for a top six side to go and get someone from a lower side because, let's face it, Leicester don't need eight million. They don't need to sell them. No, so. so they can, in theory, Leicester could go, oh, 120. <laughs> you, can, you can stick that way yeah. sunshine. the thing is looking at Maguire for 75 mil Leicester's replacement apparently is Lewis Dunk for 45 million what yeah but that's half of Harry Maguire right and the guy he's in a struggling Brighton side and I think he what, got like 5 or 6 goals how old, how old is he now I'm not the biggest Lewis Dunk fan no neither am I but he's a good player I think she's called Stephanie. No, who's the player? Shane Duffy. She's called Slam. Slam Duck. No, but um, you sell Maguire for 8 million, so you get Duck for 45 for it, and then you've got, what, 35 million left, and what do you spend that 35 million on? Another Ayers the Perez. But don't you spend that money? Um, don't I've seen, the money. I think there's a player, usual probably no more, centre back. Who's like? I think he's either in the academy coming up, or he's just Benkovic. on the edge. Is that who it is? Philip Benkovic. So all the Leicester fans are saying, "Why don't we just invest in him, put him in the first team?" They've got that board as well. Sorry, on you. So where's Morgan? So we've got the players there. So we don't need to invest that seventy-five million straight away, or we could go and invest it in areas of need. Plus, obviously, goalkeeper often. Harry Maguire's English, obviously. Obviously. Oh yeah. And um, you need the homegrown quarter, you know, it is for the Premier League, and um, I think it's. Eight players yeah. in your squad of 25 have to be homegrown. So, obviously, for teams like Man United, who don't often have a you know, vast amount of English players in the squad, that could be kind of like an extra tax for, oh, he's an English player. We need him because he fits our, he helps us you know, hit our quota. So, we're willing to pay that extra 30 mil. Because he might only be in value by like 60. And they're like, well, he's English. We'll have an extra 20. Is that why Ashley Young keeps getting contract extensions? Probably. Just to Probably. fit that homegrown quota. I hope so. <laughs> But you look at Manchester United and like all the, out of all the English teams in Europe, Man U and Tottenham are two that yeah. don't need to worry about that. So we've got Jones, Small and Young. <laughs> Eric's just crying at the moment. Uh, got Rashford, the, yeah, Tessa, yeah, you, Lingard, Wan-Bissaka as well. They don't really need Maguire to fit that fit. Um, so Man U could have realistically gone out and spent £80 million on Delay or, or spent 70 which cool, Juventus have. And put the ten million that they were going to put Maguire towards wages just to entice yeah. him to come to the club. Well, I think that I, I think that's an awful deal. Actually, come to think of it, no, no. But money talks. So when Bar Bartomeu or whatever his name is, Barca chairman, whatever he does, he doesn't really do much anymore. He he went over to Ajax in January to speak to Dijon. Guess what? So did I. Yeah, you. I know what you did. <laughs> is that why you're Southampton? He went to speak to Dijon in January to basically win him over to Barca, which he did. And then he went to go back, I think it was last week, back to Ajax to speak to him. Um, is it Raiola? Yeah. Rino Raiola, yeah. Fuck him. Sorry, it's just all I've fans off to Australia. I was waiting until it passes. We'll do a black one, just put it. Right, so yeah, Raiola went, uh, Raiola said to him that unless you're going to offer Juventus' wages, which is absolutely mega, don't even bother coming. Which, I mean, that just speaks volume. Like, Barcelona's got the project, they've got the club, they've got everything there, but Juventus, at the end of the day, are offering more money, also, which I think Man U could have done. Also, Man United, the, apparently, this is like rumours, agreed a fee with Ajax, but offered him 350 grand a week. Wow. Delip just straight up said, no, 
Ah, it wasn't delayed. I'll tell you how it wasn't delayed. It was his agent who was right all up. He would yeah. have been on a fraction of that at Ajax. So how, you would not turn around someone came in and said, well, quadruple, whatever. Keep going, you win. Yeah, but it's one yard. Zed's been turned. Then, why would they go and drop, what is it, 400 grand a week on Sanchez or whatever it was? But they're not 450, like, one. Yeah, so, so they're not willing to put it on the lick to like 10 years younger. Well, the lick said no, straight up. I think he's really on Liverpool just, uh, like, just for Van Dijk. Like I say, it's not, it's not, sorry, it's not the lick saying no. It's yeah, right, dry all the same. Did you see that with Pogba and whoever is up on that? He he, dig, agents, especially like him, dictate the market now. It's not the players; they just get told sign here. This is how much you're getting. And I'm also taking twenty million just for making you this contract up. Yeah, you've got to give credit to Manchester United. At least they're going out and willing to spend. And like you could have an owner like they do at Newcastle or Bolton or Birmingham like that. Um, or yeah, or even or even yeah. <laughs> which is listing bad so clubs at, least, at least Manu actually willing to spend that money apart yeah. from like them clubs who either don't have the money to spend it all like Newcastle don't spend it all but is it embarrassing after spending that much so um, obviously using my Yacht fan what is your opinions on your own like how well would you say Glazers so we'll include Woodward in that because he does most of the <laughs> most of the ruining three most, three most, out of ten most of the ruining of the club so you back you say it's three out of ten right but you're still in the Premier League you got to the quarterfinals of the Champions League You've just hammered the greatest team in the world for now in Australia. So I don't think you've been dealt that bad. <laughs> That's what he said then. <laughs> um, so in terms of other clubs, for example, like obviously Newcastle, they've got a much worse ownership than you. Mike Ashley. I don't think I they do. Agree. What, than Man United? Yeah. Really? Do you care to elaborate on that? Because I do not agree with it. Everyone knows Mike, like, Mike Ashley is a businessman. Yeah, he's, but... he's gone into that club, invested the money into a club, and that's all they want. That's all Ashley wants. He's the owner. All he wants is Premier League safety. He's not lo- the club's not losing money apart from apparently these nine thousand fans who have decided to cancel a season. I see like summer. Big effort. It was two two old women. Right, looked about sixty five. I think you might see it on Twitter. Stood outside Sports Direct with a little sign. Yeah, just two old women. Like what are you actually? It's like the, yeah, the, the new Newcastle fans are protesting outside Sports Direct. Like the, the thing I don't understand is the more people see that. People are going to stop and then they'll see a deal inside. Like, they'll see like, a yeah. pair of Adidas traders for 25 quid and think, oh, actually, that's a good deal. We'll go in. Like, yeah. the, the protest, but the, like, whatever, about the fans. But Mike Ashley has never said that he's going to invest hundreds of millions. It, it always came out. Rafa always said, I was promised this, but not once have we seen Ashley come out and say, well, I only said this, or I said that. He didn't have to come out and say anything. That's no, exactly. But he, the, the club's safe. Oh, it was. Mm. Until Benitez has left, it's not safe now. We've got Steve Bruce. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I just don't think they deserve to rant about how bad their owner is when the club's not going into liquidation. They're not losing fans. They're not losing, you know, revenue. That a safe club in a big city. Also, I think um, when when you're on about Mike Ashley um, going to like he Glazers are worse than Mike Ashley. And I'll tell you why, because since 2005, since Glazers took over, they've, put, they've spent a billion, took a billion out of Man United and put it into their own business. Now we're 450 million in debt. Contra- contrasting that, Man City have put a billion into their club. Look where United have gone, look where City have gone. Because that money, we've, no, we haven't even, Glazers have took a billion out of Man United. Yeah, but I thought they spent close no. to a billion on transfer. They've so. took a billion out of it. What do you mean? They've literally put their hands in the bank and took that well, out. Yeah. What do you mean? They've put it on players and put it no, on... No, we've still 450 million in debt because of Glazers. When they took over the club, they bought us for 750 million 
and they had to lend 400 million to Myers. And I can't even get an overdraft more than 200 quid off Barclays. Yeah, so be the guys, is basically. Yeah. <laughs> could be worse. Could be Birmingham. Could be Baltimore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so basically, I've had quite a few requests to talk about this because it is quite a pressing issue. Because um, obviously, Birmingham, if, I don't know if people listening, if you don't know, I'll give you a bit of background into the situation. They're, they're owned by a company called Trillion Trophy Asia, which for a start is. is Pathetic. That sounds rich though. Trillion. Trillion trophy. Yeah. I was yeah. about to say it sounds like a dodgy one where you get an email saying, you know, give me your details and I'll send you some money. I'll send you trillion Give me trophies. your source of the company. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, he's, well, his, I say him, the company is worth 420 million. Is his net worth. But if you said that's not bad, right? So their closest rivals, we'll say Aston Villa, because obviously they both yeah. share the same, same city. Their owner is worth 5.2 billion. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> compared to 420 million so like like you said at face value you think 420 million shit that's yeah. a lot but when you consider how far away it is from the next club and bear in mind they're at the same level they were both competing for playoffs like last year and um, the shares that are down 40% for, since they've taken over which is due to like expected losses because um, obviously they brought Harry Redknapp in was that 2017 yeah they brought Redknapp in and obviously, he kind of went on a bit of a bit of a spending spree. Um, so yeah, the expected losses is down to the wage bill going up. Um, increases in operating costs, for example, you know the staff, the groundsmen, all that stuff. Uh, but Redknapp, obviously, I'm not. I don't want to blame him and say he's got you this points deduction. He's a national hero. He did win Ireland. Yeah, because he does like generally <laughs> poorly. Right? But the increase in operating costs and wage bill, which has gone up by eight million in the in the space of since this company has taken over, which. Obviously, we all know financial fair play does have a massive impact. And if you're going out and just coming in and putting your wage bill up by eight million, that's not a good sign. Um, yeah, the net debt has gone up since 2016-17 to 17-18 from 31 million to 71. So they've increased the debt by 40 million, which obviously is a red flag massively straight away. Just going back on the Harry Redknapp point. Oh wait, that one I'm a celebrity. Yeah, brilliant. One of the best series I've seen. Um, where does it say about them transfers were his and not the owners? Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he was in charge of this no, at no. the time. Um, just, not, I have not said yeah. he made this. No, thing. not you. But quite a lot of people do say, like, Red Knapp ruined the club and so on. But who's to say about them signings were his? Who who made, who who finalises the deal? Well, if you, everyone knows Red Knapp. He's not a yes man. He, he wouldn't have taken that job unless he said, right, Last payout. It's his last payout. Yeah, but still, regardless of that, you don't want your last payout to be, right, I've just signed a loads of players that I didn't even want. And that's going to ruin me. Oh. Well, you won't go into a club, right? Especially like him, like, right? I want to. You'd say I want to sign this player, this player, this player. And if you don't, I'm walking. Because why would you take a job that that stage of the season and then not demand stuff? Like you just would. So I can understand why he's done it, but they could have gone around it a bit better. For example, they signed Jota for five point eight five million, but then they sold him two years later for four million. How's he gone? I'm sorry, Birmingham fans, but Harry Redknapp kept your club up that season. Did they did. But what about the other five managers in 15 months of us? Well, like the no, sacked Ralph. Shouldn't have sacked Shouldn't have He was, they were, I, were, I had their no, bankers for playoffs at that point. When they were just outside, they were, yeah, they were just yeah. outside the playoffs. And I felt, oh, you know, they're going to crack on here. And then obviously they've come in, got that points deduction. And then, yeah, it's just gone downhill from there. And it's just, this year, I've got obviously, I've got a few friends that are Birmingham fans. They don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, this no. is this is why I think it's bad when the owners have no sporting background because they come in similar to Mike Ashley. He didn't, he's never had a direct impact, has he, until Newcastle. He's always had his business. 
you come in and they don't have the same mind frame and they treat it solely as a business. But is that not what football needs these days? It does, but you need it to be said. You need sporting background with a bit of business but knowledge. We've got Steve Gibson, who's a brilliant, brilliant businessman and owner, but he his influence might be influenced by the club itself and not the, like if it's just a businessman. He knows what the business needs. He knows how the club can make revenue. He knows how we can advertise and push everything. So why is it not good for being a businessman? Because if you treat it just as a business, you're only focusing on the money. You don't care about the fans who turn in week in week out. You don't no, care about no business, the no players. Club. You don't care about the staff. You don't care about the dinner lady and stuff like that. You need no. to care about everything. No, we, we've just laid off about 30 staff, I think, before. Let me just contradict that. I actually agree with a businessman. Well, Edward Ward at the minute is Man United's sporting director or whatever he is. And clearly in the last six years, we've seen sack after sack after sack, bad player after bad player. Clearly, businessmen, for me, don't don't work as jobs in football, only for making money. Yeah, and that's the problem. You can do that at the top level because your debts aren't as heavily criticised. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham have had a bit of a shamble, bless them. But I hope you recover. I don't have know. a lovely season. I hope we go down. Good luck, Birmingham. Allegation. <laughs>